Hello, Jay here. If I could ask, could you give us a little five-star rate in Apple Podcasts? Go on, please. It won't take long. You can just do it now. That'd be lovely. And share the podcast. Tell your friends. Appreciate it. And in today's show, we talk to the awesome Carolyn McKee. Originally from the good old US of A, Carolyn has only been in Phuket for a few months. Her journey to Phuket took her from outward bound teaching in the States to teaching in Doha before taking her cold tea to North Thailand. Carolyn is a super cool lady and also knows lots of non-sweary swear words. Mm. And she gave us jelly sweets. Although, I have to say, I was given the jelly sweets and Russell took them. Mmm, Russell. Anyway, this is Carolyn. She's cool. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Levels are done. It's a great way to start, just laughing straight into it. I like that. I, I do find one of the big divides between Americans and the Brits is our level of ability to deal with vulgarity. Because we as Brits are generally incredibly vulgar. And as we've expected, my, my lexicon is well, we, You should give some context to this conversation well, that we have it. The context is that Brits tend to be quite vulgar. We have a filthy lexicon and we swear all the fucking time. Whereas across the other side of the pond, in America land, whilst they do swear, it has a certain higher... They're more like, oh, darn, I burned the damn muffins, as opposed to, oh, fuck. fuck darn, sake. I burned the damn muffins. Yes. Should we find out if this is true or not? Well, we... Why don't we ask? <laughs> Go for it, Russ. Hello. Hi. Hi, Carolyn. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. Our friend from across the pond... Is that a relatively accurate statement when it it's, comes to... I think what Russell true. wants to say is, do you like muff? That's what I took from that whole conversation. Okay, you um, heard different things than I did. Yeah, that happens uh, a lot on this podcast. <laughs> Actually, I, t- I totally agree with you. And yeah. in fact, like sometimes I even find myself Are you, being... Sorry, when you say you're agreeing with Russell, not me. Yes, yes. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> sorry. Because the listener can't right, see us, that's, that's all. right, there's no eye contact. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. So you kind right. of have to, you have to verbalize who the person is that you're agreeing with. So right. you agree with Russell... Yes. When you burn your muffs, you, you go, oh, darn. I, I might say, oh, booger, actually. Yeah, booger? I know. Not bugger, but booger. It's yeah. slightly different. Booger's a bogey. Yes. Exactly. But you wouldn't say bugger. No, because bugger's British. But it, per, for me in particular, I think that my like level of swearing is um, very, very uh, juvenile. Like, age five appropriate. Like, Boobies. You're, you're like, in a safe crowd, Like, then. sugar boogers. <laughs> and, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Golly, golly gee. Yeah, it's a little embarrassing. That wasn't I know. what you were saying before, to yeah. be fair. You said some swear words off But air. that's because I was asking you oh. what they mean, right? It's like, just like my own children ask me, what does this word mean? And I said, it depends on the context. So you said something derogatory. I called Russell a wanker. Uh, right. Not for the first time. And I wasn't sure what that meant. Like, how level of, what's the level of the rudeness. intensity? Insult, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, it was meant with venom when I said it about 10 minutes ago because Russell's yeah. annoyed me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can feel that. I can feel Am that. I, oh, I shouldn't. No, we love each other, really. Do we? Uh, 
Caroline McKay. Have I said that right? McKee. No. McKee. <laughs> well, that's a great start, isn't it? It's all right. Bollocks. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was a good bollocks. Yeah. If it's a dog bollocks, that's good. Yeah, yeah, if it's just bollocks, bollocks that's bad. Yeah. It's so, it's a, um, Caroline, as I have to keep looking down to make sure I say it right, when did you get to Phuket? Uh, we moved to Phuket in July of 2021, just a couple months ago. Newbies. Newbies. This is why I don't know my way around. This is why I go, oh, what a cool little area we're in. Can I, I probably should have mentioned that. I apologize. Caroline's a newbie, by the way. I'm just wondering. July, August. Uh-huh. I'm doing my months. Yeah. It was yes. four months last time I Thank checked. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, why? Why did you come here? Yeah, right. Fair question. Um, we ask the hard questions on this podcast. So we've been living. My, I have like, two where daughters. Where is your lemon cake? Uh, they forgot to bring my lemon cake, and then I said, oh, "Don't bring it now because we're recording. I'll have it after the podcast." Uh-huh. That's Sorry. the end of the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> should find a way to get you a little bit of something that you can... Oh, no, I'm you know right. what? Actually, to be I'll, fair... I'll eat this lemon. Honestly, please don't worry about my sugar levels. Oh! We've got Haribo gummy there bears. The only other person... Greatest guest ever. No, the only other person that did that was uh, Colonel. Steve bought us Haribo he before. He did, actually, didn't they? Oh. They weren't very nice, the Haribos. The perk to being a mum is that I usually have snacks in my purse. Although Thank you. Although you don't call this a purse, do you? Handbag. Hand, right. See? Another... The purse is the bit you put your money in. Right, but it's not to me. That's a wallet. That's like, oh... Are we just going to have a whole different words from over the pond to here? Yeah. This is going to be fun, isn't it? Yeah. I'm trying to think of some now. Bungalow. Is that... That's a small hut. House. No? Okay. Okay. Yeah, well, that a single that story one, house. So, but, so what I've noticed is things like pants. Yes. So pants to me are trousers. what you would call trousers. Yes. Or sweaters versus jumpers. Mm-hmm. Um... Whereas for us pants are what we're all probably not wearing. No, I've got pants on. Okay. <laughs> you have to raise your hand. Yeah. Let everybody, just in Spot case anybody um, else was. I got, lobster, I got lobster pants on. I got lobsters in my pants. <coughs> yeah. I kind of actually want to see them. Okay, I'll stand up. Hold on. Look. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Lobster pants. That's nice. Anyway, why did you come to Phuket? there's ever a need for a video podcast. <laughs> You could go and watch me on video if you want. Go to Five Star Marine on YouTube you and go. search it, and then you can see the latest video that I just did. We went to PP and we went to James Bond Island. We digress. What brought you to Phuket? That's fantastic. I will see that because I'd like to see those things. You should. It's a good. It's a good trip. It's a great video as well. Very good video. Good. Um, so we were. We've been. Li- I have two daughters. They are now nine and ten, and we moved to Khao Yai in 2017. And so we were living in rural Thailand for the past four years. I was teaching there and they were going to school there. Khao Yai is? Northeast of Bangkok by about three and a half hours. So it's okay. in Nakhon Ratchasima, like the nearest other, um, the nearest other city is Pakchong or Korat. Like usually people will have heard of Korat or Sarah Bird. Anyways, okay. it's, it was lovely, but it was really, really, really rural. And we were coming here on holiday. We came in February and we came again in April of 2021. And I think COVID sort of shook things up for a lot of people in terms of helping figure out what's important in life and readjusting priorities. And for me as a mom and for me at middle age, I really want to make sure that we all get a chance to live our best lives. And that includes having opportunities for education and friends and activities. And Phuket offered that a lot more than living in Khao Yai did. So I... um, I quit my job 
which was actually a kind of a big deal. Like I, I broke a contract and um, there were some consequences for that, but it was worth it to me to get us Did here. Did you bury the bodies or? <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't have anything quite that intense to deal with. It was more of um, it wasn't tough, a camping trip. tough conversations, financials, and um, saying, okay, I wish you well. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. Interesting, I, I was talking to someone this morning on a, doing an audio book with a lady that runs a boxing gym. And um, she was telling me a story about when she had to go and negotiate a fighter's breach of contract with a Bangkok gym. And yeah, it was, um, it was pretty interesting. And there's some serious people out there, that's did, for sure. Did she have to get into the courts? Like, did it go full lawsuit? I think the level? guns and the knives were before the Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. No. Oh, Slightly different. Different oh, yeah, type no. of negotiation. Yeah, yeah. No, um, that was not my life. So you came to Thailand in 2017. What was it before? Sorry, where are you from originally? Uh, Colorado in the okay. US. Yeah, whereabouts? Um, I lived in Fort Collins for 10 years, and then I lived in the Boulder area for 10 years. Both of my daughters were born in the Boulder area. Nice. It is nice, actually. No, it it is. really is. No, I love Colorado. And it fits. What do you mean? Yeah, Vail. Oh, Vail. Vail. Okay. One of the best places I've ever done in my life. Every morning, it felt like it didn't snow. And there was powder at the back bowls. And I was like, where's this come from? And I was only, I was quite young. I wasn't, well, I wasn't that young. A teenager when I went there. But I skied in the Alps and skied in France and Italy. And, and then went to America for the first time in Colorado. I was like, my God, this is unbelievable. Yeah, stunning. Colorado is yeah. definitely on my to-do list. It, it really, truly. Yeah. Like, it's not that different from Phuket in that everybody's... Let's dissect that a little bit. Uh, I can here, think of a few here, things that are different. Okay, well, hear me out on this. Uh, well, no, before you, I hear you okay. out on this, I haven't woke up every morning and gone to the back bowls, gone powder skiing in Phuket. <laughs> Although, I might have had some powder in Phuket <laughs> at some point. But anyway, let's not talk about that. Um, so, sorry. <laughs> Child compatible Fair. as mum. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, that one that they put mint in, it really hurts. Oh, I don't know why they do Pretty that. Pretty heat thing. What is all that about? The prickly oh, heat, yeah. but there's also gold bond if you use but the you gold bond. you get that bond. in the wrong place. Oh. No, I've no, I've heard it's like a mint for the... Yeah, 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 yeah. the yeah, shower gel. It's, yeah, it's, it's peppermint and it burns. fucking tingly. Oh, I heard it was that. refreshing. Really? Yeah. Dinky it, didn't it say is. that. He was like that. That's not refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anywho. So 2017, you came to Thailand. Right. Christ, that was a hell of a gear change from school. <laughs> I love this podcast. I love how it just... Yeah. The peaks and troughs. What was it that... Oh, peaks. Good one. What was it that brought you to Thailand in 2017? Uh, <laughs> a tragedy in uh, in Doha. I, I was My first overseas teaching was in Doha, Qatar. Okay, let's... I think we should track back and we'll we get to it. Yeah. Okay. Go, Russ. So, uh, hailing from Colorado. Go. Hailing from Colorado. And you grew up there, school and everything there? No, I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in St. Louis, but I moved to Colorado to go to university. Louis, and that's yeah. really where I... Minnesota. Yes, yes. Those are... I would consider those places St. in the Midwest, but that's not where I'm from. No, no, no. You're, but St. Louis. <laughs> yes. Uh, Missouri. Missouri. Okay, it's like cool. yeah, yeah, really, yeah, yeah. literally smack dab in the middle of the country. If you had a map and you were like, okay, point to the middle, chances are good you'd hit right near St. Louis. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, grew up there, and then I moved to Colorado. Isn't that where the Mall of America is? No, that's in Minnesota. This is why you're stuck it's, it's on Minneapolis. Ends, right? This is yeah. Minneapolis. Right, yeah. gotcha, okay. Yeah, and that's really old now. I wonder if it's still, like... It's like the, the biggest mall on the planet. It's a destination mall. 
like people will holiday. You mean a shopping centre? Yeah, and it's got a fucking airport in it. In other words, yeah. an example. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we don't have strip malls or malls in the UK. We have shopping centres or shops. For real? You have or no Palmer. strip malls. We don't strip, strip clubs. Hey, it's a couple of them. Spearmint Rhino is a strip club. I've never been. I've only ever been to one strip club. Oh no, before I came to forget, I've only been to one strip club in my life. Really? Yeah, it was an awful experience in Greece. What happened? <laughs> well, I was quite... You mean um, Greece the country or...? She was quite greasy <laughs> and it was in Greece the country. Um, it was 10 euros for a, a dance and I was like, well, but what are you going to do? You're going to shake your booty in front of me. I'm not going to waste 10 euros. At the time I was, I was a traveller and I was on a budget and I didn't have 10 euros for a dance. So... I declined and just sat there quietly drinking one beer and thought it was a rubbish experience. And watching everybody else spend 10 euros and getting dances or? Uh, being a voyeur is one of my things. 100%. I, Worked in a well, no, for five I'm years. I'm just trying to get the whole picture here. Well, like, why was it so horrible? Because I wasn't into that kind of thing. I'm still not. I've never been into that kind of thing, paying for... Semi-naked women to dance in front of you. Yeah. It's not my thing. In a dark and manky... Well, bar. it doesn't matter if it's anywhere. I wouldn't. I just don't. I, I don't want to pay someone to dance with me. I think actually, when I first came here, people started saying, "Why don't you go out? Go out, go Patong and get a girl. It's really cheap." I was like, "But where's the, where's the battle? Where's the enjoyment? Where's the? I want a challenge. I want to see a girl across the room and say, right, 'I'm going to try to get that girl. and I'm going to do everything I can with all my great chat up lines.'" And obviously, I realised in Phuket that doesn't work. You got to be fat, fifty to sixty year old, and then you'll get all the hotties. We talked about not slagging things off, didn't we? Have I just slagged off every fat 56 year old that lives and in Phuket? That's how your ratings just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, that's, right. that's not my guy. I'm out. <laughs> they listen, it'll be fine. No, I just never found it. It was not, it was not my thing. It, I, I, listen, I like the hunt, I like the chase, I like the thrill of going to get It's like I want to go catch fish. I don't want to go to the shopping centre and buy one. I think he just equated women and dating with fish. He did, yes. <laughs> I did, did I? So we move on quickly. So grow up in St. Louis. <laughs> you tell I'm still single, can't you? <laughs> Fuck if I know why. Grew up in St. Louis. I did, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, but I don't think that that's necessarily like the interesting part because when you're growing up, you're not necessarily in charge of your own life and you're not, it's, okay, there's well, no free will. Have you got sisters? I do, I have a younger sister. Okay. And she's also in Colorado. Oh, cool, okay. Yeah. So, and at what age did you then decide well, you know, what kind of happened next? At what point did we think, I'm going to tap out of St. Louis? And... I went to university in, in Colorado. What did you study? Uh, I studied exercise. I have a bachelor's in science of exercise sports science with a concentration in wellness program management. Right. Can you Could just you say, say that, that again? Slowly? Yeah. <laughs> I'm perfectly not in Dutch. <laughs> it's a bachelor's of science okay. in exercise sports science. Okay. So sports science is basically just PE indoors. Yeah. Actually, it's not. This was like the pre-med track. Oh, okay. But I went with a concentration. Physiology and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. Okay. But I went with the con. You could do a concentration that was to be a PE teacher. That was one of the options. I went with the concentration that was wellness program management. So it was more of like Yoga a- and stuff. Kind of. Actually, not that far off. You're not, you're not that old. Thank you. Right? You're welcome. Was wellness and- <laughs> I know how old you are. Russell, I'm saying at that point. Yeah. Um, was wellness a thing back then? So it was starting, and what I'm grateful for is that it has not only continued, but it sort of snowballed. That now, for a long time, frankly, I was really embarrassed about my degree. Because even though it was something that I wanted to study, and I was interested in, like the whole picture of the person, their mental, emotional, social, as well as physical health, 
Um, it In was, it, wa it was, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, right, I've got to ha do something that makes me more normal yeah for formidable yeah. <laughs> in the in the workforce what was you into yoga and stuff at the time or no but i or? was really sporty i was super sporty and i also knew that the patterns that we develop lead to a particular place in life whether that's a healthy place in life or a not so healthy place in life and when you took this degree what was your plan for it yeah, so I wanted to be a physical therapist. I wanted to work in rehab centers with people, particularly who were athletes. Who so you decided not to do physiotherapy as a degree then? No, I, I, I did, that, that's a master's degree in the oh, States. Okay. You can't be a physical therapist or physiotherapist unless you have a master's. Okay. So after I finished my, um, my undergrad, I started to work for an organization called Outward Bound. Okay. Which does, uh, put, for me, I worked with a sector that was Hoods in the Woods. It was in Florida. It was a, a part of Hurricane Island, Outward Bound School. And I worked with at-risk and adjudicated kids doing social skills, which is why like, I like Walt, why I enjoy hanging out with Russell, because he's kind of like a 15-year-old boy. Yes. And he, um, the social skills piece is fun. I'm sorry. All I'm picturing now is just <laughs> no pubes. Just, oh really? I, I like how it's the first thing you went for. I know. I'm I so know. sorry. Like, yeah. That's the only thing I think of. Hang you just with shiny. This is the fight 15. Sorry. Carry on chatting to show you something. Well, you, you can't do this on the podcast. Oh, this is great for the podcast. But this is, is this, you have a, you have a picture of you at 15 with you like that quickly. With you can pull that up. This is this is closer wow. to 14. So Russell's showing a picture now. So what age were you at this picture? So you're in a uniform or bathrobe? Um, Why are you in a uniform? Are you in are you a, my, a Catholic school? That's my gi. I was getting my gi on, literally. And this oh, is, that's right, because I forgot to say. This is Russell in Hong Kong. Oh my gosh, look at that smile. Oh my God, it's totally the same. Right, so... Um, Holy for smokes. For those of you listening in black and white. That's how I cut. Holy okay. smokes. Holy yeah, smokes. Yes. Go, you see. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, they're looking at a picture for of Russell. For those of you listening in black and white... <laughs> so, back to you and your physiotherapy. Oh my God, that's adorable. <laughs> Stop getting. Come off, Russell, now. <laughs> oh, you ginger freak. See? <laughs> Do Mate, I don't need glasses. <coughs> I can see how ginger and freaky he is. Why have you got a mallet in your hand? How am I going to edit this bit? What is it, Christmas? Why are you I so joyful? A, 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 and why does the gee not fit I'm, you properly? I'm always joyful, am I not? You are. Thank you. You really are. Jesus. I, I wonder what You've your matured, secret is haven't sometimes. you, with age? <laughs> Yeah, not a lot. I'm just yeah. surprised that you could pull that up so easily. <laughs> the actress to the bishop. That's or an American speak, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, Russell, you're good. It took me a minute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, so well anyway, you finished your university <laughs> and you got your degree. This is going to be a long <laughs> I know. I'm like, goodness gracious. I should have just sent you my resume, my yeah. CV before yeah. I came. Yeah. We were just trying to catch up to when you first got your teaching job in Doha because it's very different teaching than doing wellness is what you wanted to do. And you wanted to be a physiotherapist. And now you've, you're sat here in front of me saying you was a teacher. So not, though. So this is where we're trying she's to find out how you got there. So, it sorry. totally makes sense when you look at it well, backwards. Is, well, tell us yes, yes. from Florida, was that your first sort of out of uni job? Yes. Okay. And how did that just come about? Just you applied for jobs and that was available or went for it? Or what was his name? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, his name was Jim, okay. and he was a semester before me, and he went to work for Outward Bound. He did logistics, and he was just telling me about it, and I was like, that sounds awesome. We did work for different um, sectors. He stayed in Colorado and did, like, climbing and orienteering, and I went to Florida and did 
um, canoeing and orienteering with hoods. And I worked with the, the at-risk and adjudicated kids, and he worked with the high-paying kids. So, um, but I, what I loved was the social skills piece. Here's okay. Here's where the the two parts meet for me, right? So the wellness and education. And you're trying to figure out, okay, how did I go from being interested in, in wellness and physiotherapy to teaching kids, right? Yes. Okay, so wellness and physiotherapy is about helping people get healthy physically so that they can be their best selves. They can perform at their best, highest level, right? Because it's something that they're passionate about. Teaching is about helping kids learn the skills, including social skills, academic and social skills, and self-discipline in order to open doors to be the best person that they want to be. Where that intersection occurred for me was when I was working for Outward Bound in Florida because I wasn't teaching content like math science, but I was teaching social skills, like actually actively teaching anger management skills, uh, communication skills, teamwork skills. And because it was set up where we had 28 or 35 days at a time with kids in the woods, no parents around, it's the instructors, it's groups of kids between 12 and 15 students, their age ranges was 11 to 18. And these were kids who had really unfortunate situations, usually at home as well as at school. And life is confusing enough trying to figure out what the social expectations or the family expectations are at home. So here we were teaching very specific skills and tools for them to use and then expecting them to practice it and giving them feedback on that every single day so that at the end of those 28 or 35 days, those students knew without a doubt that they were stronger, smarter, better, more capable than they thought they were coming in. And that's what shifted it for me. That's when I was like, I only want to work with kids but I don't want to live in the woods all my life. I did it for two and a half years, and it's very hard to maintain a relationship. I like relationships, and so I went to get my teaching license. Okay, okay. Um, so the age ranges were sort of 11 to 18 for mm -hmm. those groups? Yeah. Of course. I had a burning question in the back of my mind through all of that, and it's just gone from me completely. Jay, take over. Very similar to what I did. I used to teach oh, kids doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Um, well, I started teaching kids doing canoeing, abseiling, climbing, orienteering, um, IE, IE course, which was initiative exercises, which yeah. is basically team building stuff. Yeah. yeah, no, I did that for years and years and years. And then I took that and then started teaching it. Russell's got his hand up. I just remembered the question. Okay. We're saying we're in a teaching environment. I thought I put my hand up. Is that okay? Can I ask you a question? Can, yeah, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of dealing with the kids, did you find that their learning process is more through for want of a better term, doing rather than sort of sitting in a class and learning about this stuff. It's more just the, the process, the actions, the, the the programs that you've put in place. It's just them learning kind of on the job as to how to engage, how to develop and all of that. Yes? Absolutely. And I think that perhaps you've seen this too, Jay, is that most kids really prefer to learn through experience, right? There's auditory learners and visual learners and verbal learners, and then there's the kinesthetic. So this was experiential learning, like that's actually a thing, EL, and kinesthetic. So if these kids were having behavioral issues as well as their social issues, being in this environment. We did discuss quietly off air pre-prod not to use big words. <laughs> But wait, this, does this work for you, Jay? Like, like is no, this I resonating it. with uh, what yeah, you're saying? I didn't understand a lot of the words you just said, but I do get what you're trying to say. Um, <laughs> I work, I did two different things. So I worked with kids who were not from 
a bad background to start with. That's a terrible way to say it. Well, I work with normal would. children who are absolutely <laughs> fine, not like those reprobates from broken homes and divorced families. Oh, no way would I work with those scum. <laughs> I'll, I'll get the other one. There you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> my first job doing it was with school children. So it, it was week holiday camp. So the kids would come from the school. So that was kind of... But then I did work with very similar children who did come from broken homes or were from prison and they were they would come to see us and, and sometimes that was quite a scary experience because a lot of them were quite rough. you know yeah very rough but we would do stuff like um, we would do bottle smashing so we'd build oh. a wall and we'd get them to say right this is your anger and you put your anger in the bottle whatever you pissed off about that's in that bottle now smash it against the wall we do stuff like that which was quite good until I got hit over the head smashing against one. the five year old probably wasn't the way forward but it got their anger out <laughs> no actually that's a, that's a really fantastic technique I'm not the bottle part if it was is it glass yeah absolutely that, because it shatters and it, but it makes a big sound yeah. and it's, it's a powerful tool yeah. to use because it you can is. actually see it shatter yeah. rather than say sit down and in your mind no, think about no. it put, no, no. screw it up into a ball and throw it into a bin no. and then it's gone it's like no. no that doesn't work but when we talk about how children learn when they physically do it yeah. and they smash it and they can see it and they can feel it and they go wow that has smashed and their brain is going right that's that's gone now it's you know I'm not saying it works 100% for everybody but it was a great tool that we used but the metaphor the metaphor is a bit you carry through though so as a child learning that I can smash something and it, it, it gets that, that release but yes you're not going to always do that but the metaphorical point of I can bottle things up and then release. It, as an adult, I might not do that, but I will take my scrunching bit of paper and release. And, and I think as a, when I was teaching it, you didn't think that deeply into it, but you know... And neither did the child at the moment. No, in that not moment. at all, but in that moment. But you can analyse. But at that time, the kid just... And they just, they loved it, you know, and they just... And they loved the attention. And I was always a bit cheeky and fun, and I was, you know, I wasn't as straight with them. And they, a lot of times they have... never have known. <laughs> But especially they have authoritarian teachers yeah. at school that are very straight, sit down, do this, do yeah. that. And I never was. And so a lot of us instructors were like that. You know, we we were their friends. We were their big brothers that could do stuff. And so, um, yeah, it was really enjoyable. I loved it. And then I moved on to adults, which wasn't so much fun. Anyway, it's not about me. No, no. But I, so, but I think that, that what you, one of the things that you hit on is really important. Like the emotions that we feel inside, we have to find ways to express them. And what society has taught us is that there are appropriate and not appropriate ways of expressing our anger. Now, certainly, we don't want to encourage somebody to do something that would have caused them to get picked up by the police, right? But there are lots of ways that you can physically express your anger, and you do need to physically express it. I mean, that's where crying comes from. That's where laughing comes from. So if we can teach kids, and adults for that matter, how to physically express their emotions, especially anger, which is such a tough one, right, socially, you're not allowed to shout, you're not allowed to hit anybody, you're not allowed to punch a hole in the wall, right? So what can you do? And so for me, when I work with kids now, I'm like, let's go throw some rocks. Go to the beach, go to a, an open field, you don't get to hurt anybody or anything, but we're gonna throw rocks and you can yell whatever words you want. You can, I want you to write it all out on paper first and read the stuff that is in your head that somebody else has told you that makes you feel less than and go scream it at the top of your lungs and get it out absolutely no I think you're right and I think that a lot of times children they're not allowed to play in the mud anymore they're not allowed to go and you know they're not allowed to do this stuff I'm not saying not allowed but it's kind of frowned upon and, and in the Asian community as well especially I see that a lot of the, the Asian parents don't want their child to get dirty and to go and eat worms and to do this kind of stuff and it, it completely like you said throwing a stick or throwing a rock just throwing a rock into a pool and watching, you know, and then, 
That's great fun, that is. Oh, and it's such a good release. No, I agree with you. I agree it's with you. It's the expression of all of that energy, right? It is. It is. And it, you've got it inside of you, and you can get it out. Getting dirty and getting muddy and, and just, yeah, being a kid. And I think something that I always, I mean, a lot of people say to me, I have a very, and Russell's similar to me, we have a very childish sense of humour, and we, we do. But I still... Again, you'd never know. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Muff. You said muff earlier. Um, but it's the simple thing of we forget what it's like to be a child. It's not about being a child. We forget how amazing things are. When my kids see a frog and it hops, oh my God, I see that frog. Or there's a frog against the window. We see a frog. We just walk past it. Don't even think two hoots about it. Not that it's a hoot because that would be an owl. We don't see two croaks about it. But the point being is, we forget how amazing things are. You know, that child mentality, that child vision is such an important thing to keep. Because as adults, we become completely... Boring. Yeah, and taken away from how amazing everything is. I still think it's cool. You know, I still find things cool. And I'm in the meeting, I think, oh, that's really cool. And people look at me, why are you doing that, Jay? Because I think it's cool. You know, it's interesting. I want to keep that, you know, amusement. I want to keep that child mentality. I think it's important. You mentioned earlier, I mean, life is kind of stressful and, and weird enough as it is on its own without us adding into the whole racket. So we might as well, and I guess this goes sort of part and parcel with the, the wellness sort of angles. Part of the mantra is to be positive, to be to have a, a happier, more jovial outlook on life in general. It's not always possible because, yeah, shit happens. But to try and have that more focus on the positive side is way, way healthier than trying to still on the negative side right so i actually kind of want to argue with you a little bit on that one go on then so um, I mean, you've got to deal with the negative for sure it's not about oh the world's falling apart but hey who gives a fuck yeah we've got to deal with stuff but i'd rather deal with it in a right let's have some fun with digging with this shit storm rather than oh my god it's a shit storm let's all panic agreed have some fun dealing with the shit storm. Yes. Let's not go into panic mode. I just want, I want to try. Like, you, you I, and you panic. The rest of you stay calm. Let's deal with it. We'll panic afterwards. If I could, I would love to try and remove the idea that some emotions are negative and some emotions are positive. Okay. Like truly. Like emotions are just emotions. And yeah. They, like, They're things. Yeah. <laughs> it, and, it, and it comes up inside of us. But we don't want to say this one's good, so let's have more of it. And this one's bad, so let's have less of it. Like okay. it, it's going to come up. And then we get to choose how we want to act around that. Right? Mm-hmm. We get to choose our behavior around it. So I like the idea of this is how I'm feeling. I'm angry or I'm stressed. Something feels chaotic. I'm going to take a pause and go, okay, how do I want to move forward in terms of dealing with it? I'm going to choose to try and have as much fun with it as possible to help myself feel safer. So it was interesting because last night I was talking to my daughter who's 10. I was going to ask how old And uh, yeah, my daughter's 10 and my son's 7. And I was... So they have conversations on the love path. Yeah, well, I mean... Actually, my, my daughter wouldn't can surprise out, me. Yeah, she's for much sure. smarter than I am. Um, not in everything, to be fair, though. Yeah, it's a low bar. <laughs> but I talked to my daughter about expectations and about how... And she asked me, she goes, what, what makes me stress? What's the most stressful thing I've been? You know, and, and who's stressing me out? And I turned around and said, I stress myself. Podcast. Yeah. yeah, no, that's really good. And I that's said really that good. I'm the one... Yes. And it's my expectations yes. I put. Because the, and the, the, this is totally... I don't know where this podcast is going, but I quite enjoy it. Therapy. It is therapy. The, the, my school put in a new pickup policy. And it's the stupidest thing, right? Because For children. So you have to then send a message and you drive up to the gate, then they come down, blah, 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 whatever. It's a new system, which I hate because I am a plan my system to pick my kids up. So I go at a certain time. I know where I can get a parking space. I'm there early because I plan. I've got everything sorted. I pick them up. I get in the car and I go. 
Now it's all gone. So this week has been the first time we've done it, and it's completely different, and it winds me up. But it's my expectations that are making me angry, and it's my expectations that's making me frustrated. And I'm putting those expectations myself. So when she asked me what stressed me out the most, my answer was me. I stressed myself out, and I said, Sahara, what you have to understand is it's us that set our own expectations on things. So I've got to stop, and this he'll understand this, is I expect certain people in my life to do what I would do, and they don't. And so the I'm bastards. One of them. But, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wanker. Is that yeah, you? Right. <laughs> but wrong seat. Wrong yeah, seat. Wrong you got to move around. Yeah. Wrong the thing seat. Is, if, it's, it's our expectations we are putting. Now, and I was reading this thing about trying to be happy and where is happiness, and happiness is in, inside all of us. And the reason that I'm not happy is because of my expectations. Because I expect people to do what I do. And when it comes to my kids, when it comes to being polite, when it comes to doing business, I expect everyone to be the same as what I am. And I put those own pressures on myself. And so, like I said, so what stressed me out the most? Me. I watched an interesting quirky video this morning. I don't know where it kind of came from. It just popped up. This guy was talking yeah. about how we're not the, the brain can't really process the negative. And if you use the example of do not think of an elephant, first thing you think of is the elephant. And if you apply that to kind of any scenario, the same applies. So, and you're like it. Skiing. You skiing as an example. So, if you're skiing and you're slaloming down the down the piste, and there's a shitload of trees, what are you thinking? Why is there a tree on this piste? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was thinking two different things. Why is there or, a tree on my glacier? <laughs> is this where? Is where, this where fuck is did the, that come from? <laughs> oh, sorry, is this where? <laughs> <laughs> I'm skiing. What was I drinking? Sunny die on one. What was in that tree? Wasn't it sunny and share? You hit a tree, I think, skiing off piece one. Anyway, that's a, let's, let's not go down there. Anyway, Russ, was making a very good point. Anyway, if you're skiing and you're thinking, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, don't hit a tree, you're going to hit a tree because that's all you're seeing is trees. Whereas if you're skiing thinking, follow the path, follow the path, follow the snow, there's plenty, the path is wide enough, there's plenty of snow, but you're focusing on the positive. So it's taking your point of it's not making something good or something bad. I mean, you could argue, yeah, hitting a tree is bad, not hitting one is good, but take that out of the equation. They're just options, they're just perspectives. But if you choose to focus on the one that kind of works, that's more likely to happen. This has got deep. <laughs> I'm curious, can I go yes. back just a second? Yes. So as you're explaining to your daughter, so she, she asks you, apropos of nothing, what stresses you out? Dad? I think it was because I got stressed out when I was picking them up yesterday at school. And okay. the new system meant that I sent the message, I went to pick them up, they weren't ready, so I had to do another loop. Yep. Then I picked one up, the other one wasn't ready, so then I had to do another, a third loop yep. just to pick up my child. And it was just all, it's like, all I want to do, get the kids and go. Totally. Because I, I plan my time. Um, why can't other people, this new system, it seems like pa other parents can't plan their time correctly. And once again, it's my expectations on other people's, you know, they should do what I do. I can manage my time and I can get there at a reasonable time and anyway. I, what I'm curious about is when you're, so your daughter asks you this question. Yes. And then you give her the answer. Like, yes. what stresses me out is me. It's yeah. my own thinking. Did she get it? Like, you said she's 10, yep. but she's wise. She did get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I assume she got it. I assume she got it because I explained it to her and she did understand. And, and I, I kind of said the same thing about it was my expectations. And, and I used a couple of examples that she will understand, which I don't really want to talk about on the podcast, but he'll understand. 
But I used that example and she got it straight away. Yeah. You do love. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so to kind of mash both of these points together, whatever it is that we choose to focus on is what it is that we're going to find. Correct. So if you're doing carpool pickup and you're choosing to focus on how these other parents aren't managing their time or doing the pickup rotation the way that you think it should be done, that's what you're going to continue to see. So if you, like, you can play a little game with yourself, actually. When I find myself getting triggered, play a game and say, okay, this is, this is what I perceive is happening. I perceive that these other parents aren't paying attention to the carpool routine and I want them to do something differently. Try to look for evidence showing that other parents are doing what you want them to do. Because what it will do is it'll shift your perspective to find examples of what it is you actually are seeking as opposed to examples of what you're not or what you don't want to be finding. Well, I'll try it today because I've got to pick them up today. So let's see what happens. <laughs> I hate this. I can see the headlines tomorrow. <laughs> I hate this carpool routine It's either that or I'll take it. a load of glass bottles with me and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Just like, smash them out the window. What are you doing? Anger management. Glass <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. No one yeah. pick anyone up now. <laughs> But I feel great. <laughs> so, so two and a half years in Florida. <laughs> well, let's move on. You went to, why did you go to Doha? Because this is where, so that was two and a half years in Florida then? Yeah, so I was teaching in Colorado for quite some time. Um, so you went back to Colorado, got your teaching license. Yep, I went to, yep, exactly. Yep. And um, I taught in the state, I taught in Colorado for 11 years. And I was married and had two young kids, and I had a really great girlfriend who I met in graduate school who was living in Paris, and she was teaching. And I was like, I want to do what you do. And she's like, you can. And I'm like, I can't. I'm married. I've got kids. And she's like, no. There's lots of international teachers who are married and have kids. Like, check it out. So it took about two years because the hiring process for teachers is very annually on the calendar. So it took about two years, but I did. I got a job. In Doha, that was my first position. My husband was totally on board with going internationally. Can I ask yeah. why Doha? What, what was well, it? so I'm not exactly like the ideal hireable candidate, right? Ideally, they want someone who's got two to three years of experience because they know what teaching is like, but they're moldable. Yeah. And they don't have what are considered dependents. And I had three because my husband and both of my kids counted as dependents. So there are only certain countries and that, and then that you have to deal with country labor laws, right? So Ministry of Education, I understand so much better now in terms of like how they regulate. Also, if let's say for example, I was applying for a physics teaching position at the high school level. I can teach physics, I'm qualified to teach physics, but I don't have a bachelor's degree in physics. Some countries require that their teachers have spe like content specific degrees. So I have, my, mine's, my license is separate from my bachelor's. I have a bachelor's degree and then I have a master's degree and I have a teaching license. And my license is separate from my bachelor's or my master's. My Sorry, what was your master's in? And we say master's, not master's. Probably. What was your master's in? My master's. That's better. It sounds odd. I think it's great. <laughs> Although you do sound a little bit like Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Perhaps the first Brit I knew. So He wasn't British, Mary Dick Van Dyke. Poppins. Mary Poppins. Yeah, but Dick Van Dyke was American. He was playing a British person. Oh. Have I just ruined that for you? Your childhood is ruined. Your childhood. Broken. Dick Van Dyke I, yeah. was Chitty, American. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Like, yes. Chitty best Chitty Bang? movie oh. ever. No way. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. God, I haven't seen that for. A flying car. Are you exactly. kidding me? Okay. Do you want to win the hearts of your children? 
Google? I already do. Okay, have you again, never seen forever. Of course, I've seen Chichi Chibango. Oh. I don't like it. What? You don't? No. What about the songs? No, I preferred Mary Poppins. Okay, I love Mary Poppins. Love Mary Poppins, and I love the songs. I there wasn't too. a big Chitty Chitty Bang Bang fan. I wasn't into it. No, I didn't find it. I, Single Dad. Uh, sound, yeah. Like that's a cool. Don't get like, the whole. Yeah. Right. Sound of Music. Yes. No. Interesting. Um, Mary Poppins. Yes. Okay. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. Okay. I told you how much was me. I just think that. So what was your master's yeah. in? Um, my I should have. Um, hey! Any old iron, any old iron, any, any old iron. <laughs> Sorry. Is that a Dick Van Dyke thing? Okay. What is that one from? I don't even know. Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins. Oh. When he's dancing on the roof. No. That was Lionel Richie, wasn't it? The exact scene where he goes, any old iron, any old iron. I'm actually doing the whole motion. But it was fun watching you doing it. Thank you very Twice. Much. I don't know that one. Okay. Your master's degree? Uh, it's a, it's another. Oh God, I really should know what it you is. You really should know I what the master's is. Be helpful. Yeah. That's the sort yeah. of thing that you don't forget. It's a, a master's of science. That one I knew because that was important to me. And it's in um, like multicultural studies or something really obtuse. Good word. Good word. Really good word. Oh, I like that word. Thanks. Yeah, that's going in the title. Yeah. Don't hundred percent know what it means, but I like it. Like think, hard, think like hard to wrap your your arms around. So. It's the opposite of acute. So, nice. If you're talking geometry, that's probably not helping. But in a literary context, too much. That's a beast. All right. I don't know. It, it, I don't what know. were you teaching? <laughs> what were you science. teaching in I, Doha? I taught science. I taught what secondary science. What science did you teach? Um, I taught grade nine and grade ten chemistry and biology yeah i don't yeah i, oh, wow, I was okay. about to say i don't like little children but i have little children and i like mine yeah so no, i I'm prefer with you on that. children people to be able to think their own thoughts yep. and have conversations so i prefer them at okay so you're teaching science to grade nine and ten grade nine ten what age is that uh, uh, fourth year fifth uh, yeah third year fourth year so 10 11, 12, 10, 12, uh 13 Okay. Yes. Why can't they just do the grading system le- the same number as the age of the child? Like grade 10 is oh, for 10 I see what you're Grade 11 is for 11 years. Yeah. It's so much fucking easier. Because the children change ages throughout the year. So how would that work? All of a sudden, if they change, so Zahara's 10 and she'll be 11 in September. So is that year 11 she goes into in September? No, you say in the same year. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a bit of an overlap somewhere for sure. Obviously. Don't change the system, Russ. Your expectations are it's too high. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. You'll get upset, trust me. The US system. You'll get frustrated with it. And the English system, because you've got grades versus years. Like, it's already confusing. Well, in England, we used to do it. It was very simple. You'd have year one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. And then you went to... A-level, O-level. A-levels. Yep. Right? And then you'd have first year A-level, second year A-levels. That's all changed now. Yep. When I... Because I lived in the States, and then I got back from the States, and all of a sudden, it was then... I was in year ten. So what's year ten? I want to be... I want to be Grade a fourth 11. year. I want to be a fifth year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth year yeah, with yeah, the cool guys. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you were a fifth year, you were top of the high school. That's yeah. in a GCSE. Yeah, that was GCSE. Yeah, it was the fifth year. Anyway, I became. And I don't even know that system. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, you were teaching science in Doha. I taught middle school and um, high school science. And how in Doha. was Doha as an experience Actually, for you? Actually, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely like culture shock. I can see shock. where the problems are coming. It, it was definitely culture shock coming in. I did get fired pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. uh-huh. Which is how we ended up in Thailand after only a year. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. What did you yeah. do to get fired yeah. as a teacher? So in I Doma? just, I mean, basically, I'm just I didn't, I didn't conform at all. Like I went in with the really? with the completely wrong attitude. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting, Wait. I'm getting oh, some sideways shocked. feedback here. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what? Nothing. What didn't you do to conform? Um, no, 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 no. What did you do to get fired? I did, I, yeah. So, Did you I, punch a kid? No, 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 okay. no, no. Um, nothing Kicked arrestable. Um, but I, I went in with the attitude of like, look, you hired me for my Western education and you want me to share my Western education and ways with your students. So I'm going to do that. In all fairness, you can't even remember what you studied, let alone how you <laughs> I know. Actually, to, well, and actually also in all fairness, I was getting my master's degree while I was going through the divorce. So I was so focused on like what's right here Ooh, and couldn't on. focus we're, we're on We're going to unpack this. that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So stick with getting fired. So I just, I'm feeling defensive about the master's degree. Like, you're right. I don't remember what I got it in. <laughs> I was just really glad to have it done. <laughs> I needed it done. So you're in Doha. Oh we're teaching. You were enjoying it. So I love teaching, but these were really, I really struggled with the classroom management. And it was, I was not getting a whole lot of support. In fact, I was getting the opposite. Like I had students who weren't showing up for detentions. And so I called home to say, hey, look, I just want to remind you that your student has a detention this afternoon. So they will be released 15 minutes late. And I got called into the office for calling home. Like, please don't disturb our parents. They're paying. Was it an international school? Say, yeah, so this is, we've got some high-end Silver Spoon kids here that are, they're the ones in charge. Sport little twats. It didn't work for me. Is probably yeah. the word I'd use. It, it I was, said sport little twats. They're lovely so if yeah. you're willing to adjust, to do it their way. Yeah. And I wasn't. I had the wrong yeah. attitude coming in. So by, by the end of... If you could do it again. If I could do it again, I would have not gotten myself fired, but I would have gotten out. I would yes. have been okay. willing to like play the game a little bit longer. I had a really dear friend who used to say, like, pearls before swine, Carolyn, like, yeah, yeah. stop giving your best to people who are never going to see it and appreciate it. So I did have a couple of kids who were like, you are the best teacher I've ever had. Like, thank you so much. I'm going to miss you. And so I know that like my skill set was good and strong. It just wasn't necessarily appropriate for everything. So what was really like the nail in the coffin? The nail in the coffin for me was at the end of the first term, or uh, I would call it a semester, so at Christmas break, when grades are due, right? So I submit my paperwork for my grades and my tardies and attendance. You can see where this is going. And, and I got them back for me to sign, and I said, this isn't right. Like, these grades have been changed. And for me, struggling with classroom management, one of my hooks is helping kids improve their grades so they improve their self-esteem. And then their and the behavior is all kind yeah. of like a part of that. So if if these grade reports are going to go home with elevated grades, I've just lost what I need as a hook in terms of my behavior management in my classroom, and I refuse to sign them. And I was like, this is my professional integrity. I hear you. Like, I work for you. You own me, but I'm not going to do this. And and then I came back in January for about 11 days and I got fired because I had a cup of coffee on my desk. That's not the reason why you got fired. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Right. but that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. third strike. That's all they needed. Yeah. Yeah. They transferred me to a different Although did you school. have sugar and milk in your coffee? No, no. And it was cold. Yeah. But it was written up as a safety hazard. Yeah. Yeah. So I can that. So at that point she's looking for any excuse. They were. And it, it was fine. Okay, it worked out just fine. I've got a, a similar experience but when you were in that because you went in with again different expectations right this is amazing yeah totally and you get there and all of a sudden oh fuck yeah so at that point did you find yourself in more of a defensive position from the get-go 
or did you have the more positive outlook? And this is the only sort of thing you can do with hindsight. Oh, shoot. Okay, so great question. I see where you're going. I think at the time I was just really, really, really confused. Okay. And um, I just was... I and I, uh, Did you split the dummy or was it just a case of I don't know how to process it? I don't know what that means. Split the dummy? Um, throw your toys out the pram? Split no, the pacifier. No, 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 nope, no. I didn't, didn't throw, have any throw, throw a tantrum. Just no, like, no, 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 no. Shit the bed. No, no, no. I, I'm like, I, I, I think what was scariest for me is that my entire Pastor Bishop, is that not the right thing to say either? I'm just checking. We're just throwing out. Now we're back to wanker. Will you, I was like, will you tell me what that means later? Yes. <laughs> what, bashing the bishop? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll come chess. back to that. Okay. It's, it's, it's very similar to chess. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing no, that. I wouldn't be doing that. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh got it. Okay. Um, but yeah, so how did you feel? Was it a case of... I've come all because it's not just I took a job down the road. It's I've just moved country yeah. Yeah. with my family to this amazing job, this career. This is for you at the time, I'm guessing, like a really big, huge, amazing thing. This is awesome. Oh, fuck, it's actually shite, and you're not giving me the support and the direction that I need. Where the fuck do I go? What's next? Was it that kind of thing? Actually, I wasn't even thinking about my career really at the time. Like, Fortunately, I'd had enough experience teaching that I knew I was a good teacher. I was thinking my entire family is dependent on me. Yes. I'm the only one with a job. My kids are going to this private school because I work for the foundation. Yeah. Um, we have housing paid for. We have sold everything back in the United States with the exception of our camper. You guys call it a caravan. Yeah. Um, and we have no home to go back to other than the caravan, which okay. Does I your don't caravan know. have an engine and drive itself? No, it's Oh, so it's, it's it. just a trailer? It's, yes, okay. it's a trailer. Yeah, I would call it a camper trailer. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah. We, yeah, we would call it a caravan. I was just double checking. Yeah. I love we'll make sure we get this right. Yeah. It's not an RV. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was the hardest part. Was And also, when you, just like it is here, if you're an expat, as soon as you get fired, uh, you have a limited amount yeah. of time until your visa expires and you have to leave the country. So... In Doha, it was called your um, uh, RP, resident permit. And what I heard from HR, like, so I worked for an organization that had seven schools at the time. It's okay. different now. But the head HR person called me on a Friday morning, which is a holy day for Muslims. And so I knew something big was going on if he was willing to call me on a Friday morning. And he said, look, this is really serious. Um, the woman who is your boss... Uh, literally said, I want that bitch out of my country, so we're going to have to find something else for you. You can't go, you're not welcome back there. So that they transferred me, and, okay. I, and I was able to at least finish the year, and um, continue, like my family was safe and stable, And but that was January, so we knew in January so that we were going to be leaving. Exactly, okay. yeah, exactly. And uh, Thailand was the option from there? Well, so my, my husband and I were struggling. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh. there was a lot of stress going well, I, I was, on. I was going to ask a delicate question. Yeah. You can sideshow this if you yeah. want to, but did that whole scenario, was that Precipitate it? Yeah. I didn't know. It, it actually was a side part. Like, okay. what I didn't know was how miserable... Ethan was in Doha okay. until I got fired because I couldn't go okay to work now. for a couple of days and I had to stay home before I transitioned and that's when I saw what it looked like for him at okay. home and that's when I realized how, how tough was things were. Uh, well, he would take the girls to school in the morning for a while and then they started taking the bus. Our youngest was only three so she came home about 12.30 and they'd have lunch and a nap but otherwise he was... Oops. But he wasn't working. He was playing video games. 
And we had good friends there, like he'd gone to university um, in the States and back in the day, and, and when we moved there almost immediately, he realized that he knew four different people, two sets of couples who had lived in Doha and were comfortable and could kind of show us the ropes, and it was, that was fantastic, that was a miracle, but it wasn't enough to kind of keep him occupied. Yeah. So, Thailand. Sorry. Yeah. So Thailand. So Thailand seems like the next best choice. So I said to Ethan, "Where do you want to go?" I'm clearly getting fired. Going home doesn't really feel like the right option. Where do you want to go? And he said, "Thailand." That that he had lived and worked here. He also worked for Outward Bound, uh, okay. and he was setting up a, an Outward Bound site at, in Wahin. And he said, "Let's let's go to Thailand. It's lovely there." So that's how that's how we, we ended up here. Far out. <laughs> oh my god! You didn't realize how tragic this was going to be, did yeah. you? Oh, <laughs> like, don't worry about tragedy. Don't, yeah, yeah. So we're all about tragedy. Steps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you've only been in Phuket. We're gonna. You said you worked up in 2017 for the school. Correct. Um, and now you're down in Phuket. How have you found coming down to Phuket? Oh my god, it's so amazing. It's totally different. I mean, it's still Thailand, but it's totally different. Yeah, um, I agree with that. We we go we go to Villa Market and the kids are like pop tarts. Other shopping centres are available. It, uh, that's that's amazing. Wait, what? Where? <laughs> Just in case I Who? have to, we, we, we have to be you know like central tops. There's central tops. Can't oh, just advertise Villa Market. Sorry. Lotus is, 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 is. Got it. Even though that Yvonne does work for Villa Market and she has sorted me out some that, yeah. advent calendars that are coming soon. Woo-hoo. Mm. With chocolates? Quality Street. Uh, Cadbury's. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You have to get in there quick. The the, the, the advent calendars go really quick from Villa Market. Any, okay. any Christmas shopping, get it. If you see it, just scoop it. Okay, good to know. I've, even all, I've, I've saved a jar of mincemeat, actually. No way. Really? What? You know what? I'm actually going to go to the UK at Christmas. So if you want me to bring you anything back, like a jar of mincemeat, That's really sweet of you. My parents are trying to get here for oh, Christmas as well. Yeah. So, Could yeah, you bring so. his parents back? That sounds great. <laughs> um, you want to do a question, Russ? Oh, I've got so many. Yeah, we'll go for it. I've got so many. So many. Um, do you believe that the Earth is flat? Oh, No. Sure. Yeah. Why? Why would I? No. Um, I'm just determined to find someone that says yes, and then I'll. I was thinking this the other day, right? One day we're going to ask someone because we always do this question at the end of the podcast. I don't know why, but we do. Do you believe that the Earth is flat? And one day I'm sure someone's going to say yes. And at that moment, I'm going to be absolutely gutted that we just wasted X amount of time talking about all that shite. And I really wanted to start with the whole, why do you believe the Earth is flat question? Do you question. want to start with that question from now on? Yes. As of the next podcast, just in case. next Friday. Yes. I just, right. just had to do this one again. Now, live, in the moment. Or do a two-parter, too. Because Because you'd have to. Well, because frankly... At that point, you can't stop the podcast at that point. Yes, I do. Well, really. if anyway, you start, okay, so hear me out on this one. If you start with this question and you get a yes answer, right, then that the person that you're you're talking to... The entire conversation only focuses on that, and it almost like pigeonholes them as an other, as which they fucking to, are. Okay, perhaps in that area, but we're all others in certain areas, right? But we're that all one might be a big normalish. One. But why can't we also like get to know the person, like the person, and then find out they're a flat earther? I think that would be so much more powerful, and then you could do a follow-up segment. I'm so confused now. That's a really good argument. Be horrible, why are you to, both looking at be, me? be horrible to really like them and then think, oh, why? Oh, why? But we don't have anyone we don't like. Oh, no, I but you see what I mean? At that point, and they drop that bomb, you'd be like, oh. Like you've well, just met the future Mrs. Shark. 
Where? And she drops that bomb. I tried to book her last week, but she <laughs> said she couldn't come. Oh, well. One day. Um, what sort of things have you got on your bucket list? Oh, um, I want, really want to learn to fly. Um, I, I just found a friend of mine who has gotten not only her pilot's license, but also her instructor's license in Colorado. The next time I'm there, I will book a session with her. You can her. learn to fly here. Fly. There's an air park yeah. on oh, the really? East Coast. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd do that here. It's not that expensive, I don't think, either. Okay. I'll tell you not that safe, either. No, I think it's pretty safe. John McGee does it. He'll be all right. If John McGee can do it, it's safe. Uh, yeah, okay. I would like to learn. Yeah, okay. I, I'm open to options. Yeah. So just fly. I've never had anyone say fly no, before. Like skydiving, yeah. But. No, I want to fly the plane. Well, I if you're skydiving, that's bad flying, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> that, means, that means it's gone tits up. And it ain't worked very well. I do like that British phrase, tits yeah, that's up. Good, I have good. used that. I like that one. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Actually I've been to my... I'm from an area in, in England called Essex, where we have a... Some people call us... We're not Cockney, so we, we have any old irons do it again. That's Cockney accent. But where I come from, we have a thing called an estuary accent, which is very similar to Cockney, but I've been teaching my kids how to use Essex slang. What this means is either fucking pikey or a gypsy, or think redneck. See, I don't, I don't, that doesn't sound very nice to me at all. Like, why, why, this... Oh, it's rhyming slang, no, it's no, a Cockney. I, no, I You understand think, that bit, I, yeah? Right, and, and didn't the new Mary Poppins have a bit of that as well? You tell me you've seen the new Mary Poppins. No. I know, right. Blunt, what's her name, Rachel, Rachel Blunt? Um... Emily, Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Blunt. Yeah. Adorable. Really? Adorable. You have to watch it. And the, the, the She's soundtrack, not Scarlett Johansson, but I agree. The so- soundtrack for that is fantastic as well. There's this great song about like the bathtub. It's great. A bathtub. And you sing it when you're in the bath. No, we anyway, look, we, we get, we, we'll get back onto, onto track because... <laughs> I did say. We're, we're, I did almost, say, in, we're yeah. almost in part oh two God, now. I need to hear all the things that you front loaded to Jay Lashark. Caroline McKee. No. Anything Travel? else on my bucket yeah. list? Things you want to do, places to go, people to see, countries to conquer. I'd like to fall in love again. Oh, for fuck's sake. You know, we talk about expectations before. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, Carolyn, it's been a lovely to meet you. Thank you very much for being on our podcast. Thanks, Jayla Shark you and friends what? and Russell. I partly feel really bad ending on that note. Why? <laughs> Mate, I've had expectations for three years that I will meet yeah. someone and it ain't oh, happened. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I don't, doesn't even need to, like... You don't need to meet I'm anyone. Not, I'm not even thinking, like, I want to meet someone. I'm just thinking I want to experience what it feels like to be in love again. Well, do you know what? Just remember what I said about having that child mentality because they fall in love every day. Different things, new things, that's love. Love at first sight. Remember that frog? Yeah. To it, to woo. Love's bullshit. Don't go for it. Okay. And on that cheery note... <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure to meet you. Thanks, Thank you very much for being on our little podcast. Thanks, that was awesome. Thanks, Russ. Cheers, bye. 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 <laughs>
Um, it's only because I wrote it down. Good, good man. Um, Bless you. Oh, that was a fun one. I, I, I didn't know her because you, you set this one up. Correct. Which is, which was good. She nice. Was one of my lovely work. clients. Um, oh, she's a client. Where at? At Canine Point Academy. I feel if I've not mentioned Canine Point Academy before, I probably should. Not for a little while. We haven't. No. no. What could great, I do at Canine Point Academy? You can bring your dog, and yep. we can do some training. Have you got any spaces at Christmas? Uh, a few. What's your booking policy? Um, please, if, please book if, them in and pay me now. What if I get COVID? Tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, your so dog will be fine. If you get COVID, so your dog will be fine. Actually, I saw another one of your clients yesterday. I haven't seen for a little while. Um, Joe with the little doggy. Oh, Joe. buddy. Yeah. Buddy. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, he's eating well. <laughs> That's for sure. He's yeah. definitely eating well. Yeah, to um, be fair. So, Caroline, 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 Caroline was a client of yours, or is a client of yeah, yours, correct, and yes. you thought you get on a podcast. Interesting. Well, just randomly, we were talking about it the other day. I think because of the David Mar- David Martin podcast, we were chatting about because she listened to it, and we were just having a chat about it. And, and so I she should. It's a great randomly podcast. stupidly said, "Hey, do you want to be on the podcast?" And even more randomly and more stupidly, she said, "Yes." And she, I've never. And met I her, thought, let's get her on now well, before she realizes <laughs> and changes her mind. <laughs> before she meets me. Yeah. Um, but she met me for the. F- that was the first time I met her. And she very kindly gave us some jelly sweets, which was very sweet of her. Some gummy bears. Yes. I'd like to say she had an interesting story, but we kind of. We that went go all over. That yeah. went all over the place more than it usually does. It did go more <laughs> all over the shop, but I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, no, me too. I'm not sure how it will listen back. Listener, let, can you let it us will know? Be am- I've got Comment it. Comment below. Be amazing. Yeah. It but was an interesting story. No, a great story. And it's um yeah there was probably a lot more we could delve into about the time in Thailand. And the you know the the divorce I, I stuff, but we didn't want to go down to be a part I, two. I, I, that does have to be a part two. I was actually quite interested in uh, you know the kids stuff, and that all came sure, up yeah, in yeah. the teaching. So I was um, yeah, I engaged with that one. Yeah, I and certainly more it. from a, a perspective. You know, I like the point about dealing, learning about, and working in wellness and mindfulness and all of that at a time when it wasn't. I mean, it's a it's a big buzz buzzword now right it's, every education, it's all about mindfulness and, and well-being and well we've that. done a lot of yoga people so to speak <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but we have though we've talked to some yoga people we've talked to some wellness yeah, but people is, but this is now and not no 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 when no, she yeah, was yeah. studying it and doing it it's like it was sort of not frowned upon i guess but looked at a bit of like we said a bit twee yeah Absolutely. No, lovely. I thought she was very cool. And it was fun having the, the swear off at the start, which <laughs> we won't, we can't put it on the podcast, but it was very interesting yeah. doing the different swear if we, words. If we, if we did a podcast actually, that would have been brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I did save it, so we'll see if we'll put that out. Excellent. Anyway, thank you, listener, for listening to the Jealous Shark and Friends podcast. We've got loads lined up, actually. It's getting, up, we, oh, we it's do, getting close we, to Christmas. I know. I told you I had my Christmas decorations up, have didn't I? S- oh, dear God, no, what? Did I not tell you that? Yeah, you did, I forgot. The Christmas tree's up at Porto as well. Ah, oh, great, I love Christmas. It's a big yeah, tree. Christmas decorations are up in my house. Christmas tree is up in my house. And um, we're very excited. And I'm still fucking November. I haven't done anything to November, whoever she is. <laughs> but if Christmas is kind... <laughs> December's definitely going to get it. <laughs> right up the... Anyway, anyway. on that note... Um, Cheers, buddy. Thanks for your time, Russ. <laughs> I was going to... St- what were you going to say? No, I was going to sound off with the whole... Check out Shark Third, but I don't need to, do I? No, you don't need to. Because the lovely Lisa. Is that her name, Lisa? I guess so it is now. I can't remember what her name is. Is going to do it for you. Um, can I just say well done to Jennifer, who was on our podcast, Supermodel Me. Jen, Jennifer. Oh, yes. Yeah, sadly, she didn't make it through to the very, bless you. Sadly, she didn't make it through to the final. But um, Disgraceful. Well, no, she did really well. And um, as I sent her a message to say, said that she's my favourite. There you go. But she and was that, lovely. She's uh, the Jay the Shark and Friends, Anne Russell podcast. Jennifer Fredin. Favourite. 
yeah, go and check her podcast out. But yeah, she did really well on the show. Fair play. So fair play to her. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Apart from that, See, what you, well, go on. Come on this podcast and you can not make the fight. No, it doesn't work. But as it? we said to her, and this shouldn't be about Jen, but um, as we said to her, it's generally the people that don't win that actually do better. That's true. And she would do. I mean, she's a stunning looking chick. She'll be, she'll be good. She'll do all right for herself. Uh, anyway, I'll see you next week. Bright breeze, I'll get Thank that out again. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> I did get my pants out in this podcast. I'll see you next Which week. Which is slightly odd. They're lobster pants. The lobsters were cool. I just didn't expect you to show a guest your pants. Yeah. Thanks, Russ. Bye. Bye. Follow us on Facebook at Jail Shark and Friends. On Twitter at Phuket Podcast. On Instagram at Phuket Podcast. But the best place to go is PhuketPodcast.com. The Jail Shark and Friends and Russell podcast was created and produced by Shark 13 Productions. If you are looking to start a podcast or would like to learn more about how a podcast can work alongside your current marketing plans, then contact us now at j at shark13productions.com.